You're listening to Experiential Experts by Impact XM. Tune in for insights on how to empower your brand with virtual and in-person events and start making an impact today. Hey, Holly. How are you? Great to be back chatting with you again. Is everything going well? Going well. It is craziness again, but that's a good thing these days. Yeah, for sure. Have you been traveling a lot? I have, and we are in the midst right now of gearing up for ICSC Las Vegas coming up in May, and Impact is servicing over 25 clients at that one event, so busy right now is quite the understatement. (laughs) For sure, that's going to be a... Uh, a uh, a crazy time for sure. Um, you know, we're we're definitely back at it and and completely in the thick of it right now, which is fantastic. It, what I'm realizing though is I'm not conditioned. Of you know, two years of of no travel, you know, going from 250,000 miles a year traveling to zero was just kind of shocking. Um, you know, I'm in Las Vegas now for basically an entire month straight. I'm going home for three days and the rest I'm, oh, I'm wow. just here going from event to event. We just completed NAB for several clients and now we're installing at Dell Technologies World this weekend. And then I head to Dubai and Germany and that's just through June. <laughs> so, wow. Well, you will definitely brush up on your packing skills again. Exactly, exactly. So I just want to get this started. And um, I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to be highlighting a session from our 15th anniversary virtual rethink conference. Um, In the session, Suhini Mitra, who is now our Vice President of Account Management, talks about diversity, equity, and inclusion and why representation matters in the workforce. This is an extremely important topic. Yes, and Impact is so fortunate to have Sohini on our team. Sohini is an industry veteran and has more than 20 years of experience, and she spent her career fostering team development and empowering her staff to exceed client expectations on a daily basis. I'm excited to get started, so enjoy. So thanks everyone for joining me today. I'm gonna be talking a little bit about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, But what I'm really gonna be focusing on today is representation and why it matters. But before we get into all of that, I just wanna say that diversity, equity, inclusion, representation, all of these are building blocks. So you can't really talk about one without talking about the other. So throughout this presentation, you'll hear me talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how representation is a part of that and why we need all of these things in order to have an environment where folks can bring their whole self to work and really participate and give their perspectives. So talking about representation, and why it matters. Well, that's because we all bring different perspectives to the table. And those perspectives are informed by our personal experiences and our individual identities. So the reason that companies need to have a diverse group of people that's helping them make decisions is because we can't really know what the other person is going through. You can have four, five, six different people experience the same event but because of their personal background and their experiences, they're going to relate to it differently. And so when decisions are being made for groups of people, but those people aren't represented, you're never really gonna get to that point where everything is going to flow, where people feel like they're being represented, where people feel like they're a part of the solution. So representation also affects the way that minorities, 
view themselves and how society views themselves. So before we can really talk about representation when it comes to the workplace, I need you to take a little journey with me. I need you to think back to a time, maybe when you were four or five years old, it's Saturday morning and you're watching your cartoons with your big bowl of sugary cereal, right? Let's think back to that time. Because interestingly enough, representation or lack thereof starts at a very early age and it follows us through the rest of our lives. So if we take a quick look, there was a study done in 2019 about children's characters in media for North America. There were about 476 programs that were observed with over 1,600 main characters. Now, when they actually looked at the data, it was very interesting. 65% of the characters in those programs were white. 38% of those characters were women or girls. And female characters were twice as likely to solve problems using magic, while male characters were more likely to solve problems using science, technology, engineering, math, or their physicality. Only 2% of the characters were portrayed as having a lower socioeconomic status, and 1% of characters had any sign of physical disability or chronic disease. So what does that really mean? What does that say? Well, it means that the hours that these children spent consuming the media, it shaped what they imagined to be possible for people who look like them, people who live where they live, come from where they come from, and have the same experiences as they do. So simply put, kids determine what they can be based on the examples that they see around them. And as they get older, as they go through this, they get bombarded with images. And depending on what they're seeing or what they're not seeing, that really, really kind of focuses them in on what they potentially could be. Now, the subtle messages that are being received in all of this really just helps them understand that their experiences don't matter. And that's not what we want. So we need to increase the representation starting from a very young age. And it's not just in television, it's also in the books that they read, the dolls that they play with, uh, magazines that they're reading, it's everywhere. So a study was also done a few years ago where they showed that the self-esteem of girls and minority children were affected by this because they didn't see themselves being represented, because they didn't see people who look like them, they just assumed that their experiences weren't worthy. So we need to start at a young age to show girls and children of color that their experiences do matter. Because as I mentioned, as they get older and go through life, this is something that follows them as they proceed into their career. So now let's talk a little bit about the representation in the corporate pipeline, because this too is also very interesting. Looking at this chart, you can see that there's different levels of career path from entry level to senior manager or director to SVP and the C-suite. Now looking at this chart, you can see entry level wise, we're kind of all in a similar position, 35% are white males, 29% are white females, and 18% equally to women of color and men of color. Great. As we start getting further into the career path, we start to see some drop-offs. And by the time you get to SVP or drastically the C-suite, you see that the representation from women and people of color has 
drastically dropped. So in the C-suite, 66% are white males. After that, a huge drop down to 19% for white women and 12% for men of color. But if you look at the women of color, it's only 3%. So what does that mean? That means when decisions are being made, there aren't enough women of color sitting at the table representing their communities. There's not enough women of color that share their perspectives and their experiences. And when it comes to making decisions for a large group of people, it's very hard for people who don't understand those experiences to be able to make decisions that are actually going to help these communities. So that's why it's really important to have women of color, women, minorities, all sorts of different representations present and at the table. And it's even more important to actually listen when these folks are talking. But it's not all bad news because there is positive representation. And representation is key to showing that your company truly values diversity and it isn't all talk with no action. Having diverse leaders shows that there are paths to leadership for all. And it's gonna give confidence to all the other minorities and empower them to go for opportunities that they might not have gone for. And that also helps with retention because it's hard enough to get minorities and people of color, women into the workforce, into your organizations. But in order to keep them there, to show that you believe in them, that you value them and their, their perspectives are important, you need to actually back up those words with actual action. And so when you have minorities in positions of leadership, that shows the other people in the company that there is a path that they too can achieve. And that is going to help with retention because otherwise people are going to leave. They're going to go to different companies. They're going to go places where they feel that their voice is actually heard and people want to hear what they have to say. So diversity in gender, race, and ethnicity is also good for your employer brand. Because according to a Glassdoor survey, 67% of job seekers said a diverse workforce is important when they're looking for a potential employer. Again, having diversity in your sales rep, in your customer facing roles, all of this is also very important because that shows your suppliers, your customers, that you actually believe what you're saying and that the company truly values diversity. And that's gonna make companies want to work with you. That's gonna make consumers realize that you're not just talk and they will want to engage with your organization and your business. But here's something that I want you to think about and something that you should really keep in mind, that if you don't have an inclusive environment, if it hasn't been established, then those minorities in your organization aren't going to feel comfortable stepping up and saying what's on their mind. So this is a case where you don't want to fake it until you make it, right? We've all heard that phrase. This is not the place for that. You wanna have an organic environment. You wanna make sure that you're actually backing up what you're saying. So if you don't have that environment, take baby steps. Figure out ways that your organization can actually increase the diversity in your workforce. Figure out ways that your company can embrace women. Figure out ways that people will come and flock to your organization to help create that. So it, it might take you a little while, but you know what? Baby steps are better than no steps. So 
we should all be doing this. Because if you recall in this past year, there have been companies that get called out for just going on social media and posting a statement of saying, oh yeah, I stand with so-and-so, or I believe in this or that, but there's no action items to back it up. It's just empty words. And that's what you don't want, especially with the new generation that's up and coming. They want to see change. And if you're a company that's just saying empty words, that's really not going to cut it. So next, I want to share with you a few slides, which I know might uh, be a little bit controversial, but this is what happens when you don't have women in the room, when you don't have minorities in the room and decisions are being made without them. And that is the gender pay gap. Because in 2021, women earn 82 cents for every dollar earned by men in an uncontrolled gender pay gap. And in a controlled gender pay gap, that shows that women make 98 cents for every dollar made by a man. So what is this controlled versus uncontrolled? Okay, great question. A controlled environment is where one has the same job title, years of experience, education, industry, location, and other uh, compensable factors, right? So if, if the playing field is level, if everyone has the same education, the same experience, the same job title, you would think that people would have the same pay, but that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing that women make less than men when all of the fields are the same. An uncontrolled group is when they're looking at everyone. They're looking from entry level all the way to C-suite and everything in between. So that's why there's a bigger disparity because it's just, it's not really focusing in on a specific group. Now, if we look uh, at women of color and what they're earning compared to white men, it's 69 cents for every dollar in an uncontrolled group. But in a controlled group, it's 97 cents. So it's still three cents less per dollar, and that's one cent less than their white female counterparts. So again, if you're a woman, you're being penalized for this. If you're a woman of color, you're making even less. And two cents, three cents, you're thinking, I mean, it's pennies, right? It's not much. But when you extrapolate that over the course of a lifetime of earning, that could be anywhere from tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it might seem small, but it's actually a pretty big deal. So I just want you to think about that. Now, this next slide, I really find interesting. And for me, this is something that I think speaks volumes and I wanted to share it with you. And that's the difference between equality and equity because some folks, they tend to use it interchangeably, but that is not the case. If you look at the first image, it's assumed that everyone benefits from the same support. They're being treated equally. Everything should be great, right? But again, when you don't take in the personal experiences, you're not going to be giving people the ability to come to the same resolution. So in the second picture, you see that different people are given different levels of support and that makes it possible for them to have that same outcome. So again, it's looking at the individual and figuring out what they need in order to succeed. But this last image, this is the one that spoke to me so greatly because in this image, you're not giving any different levels of support to anybody because the cause of the inequality was addressed and the, the systemic barrier has been removed. So now everyone is playing on that level playing field and that is what we should be aiming to do. 
Now, a few things that I just want to leave you with, some more nuggets to think about as you continue these conversations with your friends, your families, your colleagues. Uh, bias. We've heard a lot about bias. And I wanted to focus in on our artificial intelligence, because this is kind of where our lives are going, whether we like it or not, whether we realize it or not, uh, the future is definitely in AI, and that's helping us get to where we need to go. However, these algorithms, these software programs, they're being written by humans, and they have a certain bias, whether they know it or not. So looking at different things like hiring algorithms, criminology software, facial recognition algorithms, social media ads, uh, all of these things are affecting how people are treated. This very last bullet point was something that I didn't know much about until I started doing some research, and that's race correction and healthcare algorithms. I could talk for days about this one, but it's basically how care is dictated for certain groups of people based on their race from hundreds of years of medical history. It's insane if you really think about it, but it is what's, what's happening. So how do we change this? How do we get this to a better place? That is through representation. It's making sure that people who have the experiences and the perspectives that you might not have are being invited to sit at the table and share what they know, what they felt. And hopefully that can kickstart conversations and get people to change their minds. A nice slide that I want to kind of end on is a slide about companies that are committing to change. Because I think over this past year, living through COVID, living through all of the uh, socioeconomic changes that have been taking place and all the racial injustice, there are companies, big and small, that are stepping up to make changes. Now, they're all doing it in different ways. Some companies are pledging money. Some companies are deciding to change their hiring practices and make uh, commitments to how their workforce is going to look and how they're making concerted efforts to really bring in that representation. So this is just a snapshot, just a tip of the iceberg. There's many more companies doing it, maybe some of the ones that you're a part of right now, uh, but this just shows that people are taking this seriously. People are listening and hopefully change is around the corner because we all just have to give it our all in order for any of this to change. And so I want to end with this quote here from Madam C.J. Walker saying, don't sit down and wait for the opportunities to come. Get up and make them. And as difficult as that might be for women, for minorities, for people who feel like they're not being heard, we can't sit down. We have to stand up. We have to make sure that people are continuing these conversations for years to come. So that way we can all have a voice in what's happening in our future. That was really insightful, and Sohini really made some great points about why every company should strive for representation in the workforce. Yeah, and the comment about experiences do matter at an early age and will help mold who we are and what we become in life is very impactful and so true. I think this is just such an important topic we want to explore further. So we do want to have Sohini join another episode where we can have a deeper conversation and ask her questions on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And one last thing we wanted to mention, as you can see, our annual Rethink events are filled with incredible sessions, insightful trends, applicable best practices, and informative case studies. And this year, we have two Rethink events, Rethink Tech, which is streaming on June 2nd, and Rethink Healthcare on July 14th. So if you don't want to miss out on any of this, make sure you go to impactxm.com and sign up. 
Thanks everyone for listening. We look forward to our next Experiential Experts podcast. Have a great day.